just came in, I think. Have you guys been here before? Is this your first time? We're glad you're here tonight. Thank you so much for joining us and braving the elements of our world to be here tonight. So can we get your names real quick? Juan and, and Pam, thanks for being here tonight. And let's welcome our guests to our service tonight. And uh, normally after the service and things, we had handshake and do all that, but we cut that out just to be good to people right now. But we are so glad you came tonight for being here with us. On your chairs there, or next to your chairs, you should see a handout for the message tonight. On Sunday nights, we've been going through the books of the Bible, and we're moving right along, moving right along to the next book. And we're going to look at tonight the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. So if you take your Bibles, and we'll turn to the book of Proverbs as well. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter number 1. Proverbs chapter number 1. I spent some time this afternoon. I tried to call, those of you who are here, I didn't call you. I know our 65, but I tried to call all of our, the elderly in our church this afternoon. I just let them know that if it's better for them not to go out into the stores, the stores can be crazy. Today I needed, I wanted to get... Um, I, I go to Sam's Club, and that's where I, um, with losing weight, that's where I weigh myself on their thing there. So I need to go do that, and I thought, I'm just going to brave it for a few minutes and see what happens. It wasn't too bad. The store was full of people, and then you heard over the loudspeaker, water has just come in. Man, I haven't seen anything like that in quite a while. They all line up on the far side of the store, as far back, all the way around. What happened was I got the few things I wanted, and I just got to exit and leave. I paid, of course. Don't think I just did that without paying. As I did that, I got in line and out super quick. I went over to Walmart because Caroline, makeup remover. A lady can't go without makeup remover, right? They got to have that because if the bar needs painting, you still got to take that paint off every once in a while, right? Because now it goes something like that anyways. But um, And it worked. God was with me today because I'm in Walmart, and over the speaker, Toilet paper and paper towels have just come in. It was wonderful. So everyone, there's no meat, nothing left in the store. That far corner, in the back corner, they have all the paper towels and toilet paper there. People are lining up. So they line up the whole side all the way around to the deli, and all the people are headed there, and I'm checking out. And I got out of there nice and quick. And uh, thank God I wasn't going for toilet paper or paper towels. There could have been a long visit there. But just think of some of our elderly in our church. They should have some of us here helping them right now. They should not. And this virus going around, I think that we're being overkill on it, but I think it is a good thing for our elderly. And I don't and I don't want anybody getting sick or someone with a bad immune system. And so if there's someone in our church that we know that is older, we should, some of us younger people, get their grocery list and go grocery shopping for them. If they need prescriptions picked up, there's no harm in us going and doing those things and just trying to be a blessing and reach out and be good to them right now. So let's try to do those things, and that will be a good thing. And just be nice to people right now. People are kind of crazy on stuff. Show them the love of the Lord. Uh, okay, are you raising your hand about something? Oh, if there's something like that. We can see about that, and so we'll figure all that out. But um, anyways, and this is, a, this is a great crowd on a Sunday night. I was thinking about this afternoon. I'm like, I don't know if many people are going to show up. I was going to take out the middle rows and give you six feet around you so you could be good tonight but didn't quite happen so we'll get into the message so we can get out of here quickly and not be here too long proverbs chapter number one and with all that tongue i didn't even turn to proverbs that's still in psalms proverbs one verse number one the proverbs of solomon the son of david king of israel to know wisdom and instruction receive the words of understanding to receive the instruction of wisdom justice and judgment and equity to give subtlety to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion a wise man will hear 
and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall obtain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark saying, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, forsake not the law of thy mother. They shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. They say, Come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance, we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us, let us all have one purse. See, ladies, the Bible commands there only one purse. Okay, you saw that, one purse. So some of you that have multiple purses, you need to just calm down and follow the Bible way of one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them, refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. They lay wait for their own blood, they look privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Wisdom crieth without, judgeth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the opening of the gates, and in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scoring, and fools hate knowledge. Turn ye up my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. Proverbs is a very unique book from all the books of the Bible we've studied to this point. Completely different. And tonight we're going to take some time and just look through these things and look at this passage. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll dive in. Father in heaven, we're so grateful for your love for us. And we need you so bad. And I thank you for today. I know just the past couple days, keeping an eye on the news, going places, doing the things that have gone on the past few days. I couldn't wait for this morning where I could just be around God's people, sing to you with them. Couldn't wait for the evening service where we could just come and sing together and be centered around your word. There's something special about it. I thank you for that privilege. I thank you for it. Pray that you just do a work in our service tonight. Be with our country, be with our world right now. And the thought, I know I said a few minutes ago that I think it's overkill with these things, but one life, even one life to be lost is a tragedy. I pray that you would just give wisdom to those who need it. I pray that officials and doctors and everyone, that they would, you give them the, your wisdom right now. I pray you give people wisdom, knowing when to stay away from other people and not risking someone else getting sick. And I pray that you would just strengthen the immune systems of our elderly and those around us and that you would just, you would work during this time. As we looked at this morning, you say you will work all things together for good. Some way, somehow, that will happen. And I trust you in that. Help us trust you. Thank you for being who you are. Bless our time tonight in the book of Proverbs. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You ever heard this saying, a sharp tongue can kill without a knife? If you always give, you always have. At birth, we bring our nothing. At death, we leave with the same. In virtue, you can't be completely poor. Without it, you can't be truly rich. He who eats crackers in bed, it's crummy sleep. That's the truth right there. He who preaches short shall be invited again. Another good one right there. What do all of those have in common? They are proverbs. A style of writing, they are short statements. As tonight in our journey through the Word of God, we get to the book of Proverbs. As we get to the book of Proverbs, it's a uniquely written book. Different than any other book of the Bible in its format and its literary style. Turn with me, we read Proverbs 1, but turn with me to Proverbs chapter number 10. And uh, we'll just hold there, and I might read a few verses here. Proverbs chapter number 10, 
But Proverbs, Proverbs is such an amazing book. So much wisdom found within the pages of the book of Proverbs. I want to encourage you. One of the things that I do, I started as a young, as a young person. I think I was seven or eight years old. Someone preached or they talked, taught a message, and I said, you should read a proverb every day. There's 31 days in most, most months, and there's 31 days, of, there's 31 proverbs. Some months there's only 28 days, 30 days, whatever the case may be. The ladies like the 30 days because then they're not convicted about chapter 31, but we won't go there. I thank God there's no chapter 32 for the men, but um, it's, it would be a great thing to add to your daily reading. You might say, well, I've been reading proverbs for years. I have from seven years old. Did I ever miss? Of course I missed some. You know, there are some people, I haven't missed a day of Bible reading since I was seven years old. I'm sure I've missed a few. But that's going on 26 years reading Proverbs. And I still don't have all the wisdom I need, and I still need it. That's the amazing thing about the Word of God. You can read it over and over and over and over and over and over again. There's still new things that come to you. Like, I can read some of my favorite books, and uh, William is just starting to read The Hardy Boys. I love The Hardy Boys. That's I grew up reading them. And he's only on book number two. Book number two was my favorite. And why was book two your favorite? Because when I went to read book number one, it wasn't there. So I started reading book number two. And so two has always been my favorite. And Williams just starred book number two. But after you read book number two like five times, you don't find much else in there. There's not much else to figure out. Pretty much you get the whole thing down pretty well. The Word of God you can read 5,000 times and still new things come out. It's one of the ways we know that the Word of God is not just a bunch of words that men have put together. It's God's book. Amazing book. And the book of Proverbs is an amazing book with so many great things. If I were to give you a summary and summarize Proverbs, I would say it's wisdom for daily living. Wisdom for daily living. And let's just go back and stay in chapter 1. Because when I get into my notes here in a minute, we'll stay in chapter 1. I might take you back to chapter 10 in a little bit. Let's stay in chapter number 1 for now. Wisdom is different than knowledge. Knowledge is a mental fact. But what wisdom is, wisdom is being able to apply that knowledge to a situation. I mean, yeah, to a situation. Wisdom would be, let me give you a great example of this. The Bible talks about, and the Bible gives us so many tips and so many things, so much knowledge. So when it comes to wisdom, and when it comes to everyone, everyone hears a sneeze and everybody's like, everything's okay, it's all good. <laughs> I got hand sanitizer up here if anybody needs it. Where was I going with that before that? I don't know where I was going. I lost my train of thought. Wisdom, wisdom. So wisdom, you think about knowledge. The Bible gives you the knowledge you need for life. And wisdom is taking that knowledge and being able to use it in a situation. Being able, I remember as a kid, one of the verses in Christian school, I got in trouble for cheating on my paces. I know you say you were a cheater. I did cheat. I shouldn't have, and I feel bad about it to this day, but I did. English paces, and English just wasn't my thing. And some of you are like, yeah, I hear you preach every week, and English surely isn't your thing. But I do the best I can, and you don't judge me on that anyways. We'll just leave that there. But Proverbs, the Bible says, Proverbs 27, verse number 12, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. The simple pass on and are punished. And I can remember that verse, and I'll never forget that verse. That verse helped me a lot. Wisdom is being able to look ahead at a situation and be like, okay, if I do this, these are the consequences that are ahead. It's thinking ahead, taking the knowledge you have and applying it. That's what wisdom is. And the Bible tells us, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. The only time you see that God's a liberal is when it comes to giving us wisdom. Sorry, no plugs right there. It, it does say he gives it liberally. That's a Bible term right there. And uh, 
But it's so important. And knowing how to make the facts you know and how to use them in right situations is so important. That's what wisdom's all about. You think about this, knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting that tomato in your fruit salad. Now, if you like tomatoes in your fruit salad, go right ahead. But just because the fruit doesn't mean it belongs in there. I'll take it on my hamburger, and that's a good spot for it to be. I'll give you a few points tonight about Proverbs. Number one, we see the definition of Proverbs. Definition of Proverbs. Proverb, it's a collection of moral sayings and counsel. The proverb was a familiar literary form in the ancient cultures. It was a device for collecting and summarizing the knowledge or the wisdom of the centuries. And you, there are a lot of different types of proverbs out there. Chinese proverbs, you think of all. So all, and you think about a couple weeks ago how we were studying the book of Esther. Remember on the book of Esther, there was a chronicles of the kings of Persia, of the Persian Empire. So different people had these different collections of books. This was, this was some proverbs here, and we'll see in a few minutes who put these all together. But if you look at things, proverbs are short, clever sayings of wisdom. Um, the Oxford English definition is a short, traditional, pithy saying, a concise sentence, typically metaphorical and, uh, in form, stating a general truth or piece of advice, and that's what a proverb is. You will notice something, and this helped me a lot. Now, when we look, sometimes we look at proverbs, and proverbs, we think of them as promises. They're not promises. And sometimes that's where we get in trouble just a little bit. When you think about a proverb, what you got to think about is you got to remember the fact that they are general truth. It's important to remember that proverbs are true, time-tested principles of wisdom, not promises of absolute truth. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, let me give you a couple of examples. Go to Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs 22, verse number 6, the Bible says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I know good Christian families have brought their children up in church and have chosen the ways of the Lord, and those children have chosen a different direction in adulthood. I know good families where one child has chosen the Lord and others completely rejected him. Same parents, same home, same church. How does that happen? And I've heard people say, it says, when he is old, or it means those truths will never leave him. The truth is, these are general principles here. It is easier for children who have been well-trained to live a good life. That's what you see right here. But it doesn't mean that every well-trained child no longer has a free will. Because they can exercise their free will. And in doing that, that does not mean that they will follow exactly what God has for them. But in a general stating here, general principle, when you train your children right, there is more chance and it's more that they're going to do what's right. You got to remember, it's not an absolute truth. It's general knowledge. It's, it's wisdom here. And just you got to remember to apply it that way. And that might sound a little weird to you, but that's how it is. Good advice, practical wisdom, but a proverb is not a promise. And there's a difference between the two. Let me give you another example. Go with me to Proverbs chapter number 10. Proverbs chapter number 10. Go to verse 27. It says, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Okay? Hefner died at the age of 91. I would consider the years of the, his were wicked, I would say. But that says it shall be shortened. 
91 is longer than a lot of us will live. I've seen many good parents and good kids that are good godly Christians that have died at a young age. And so when you look at the book of Proverbs, you've got to understand something. As you look at it here, what a proverb is. A proverb is different from a promise, but there are great principles to live by. And so we see number one, we see the definition of a proverb. Number two, you see the author of Proverbs. You go with me to back to chapter number one, and it says, verse number one, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. So we see the fact that Solomon is the one who wrote a lot of Proverbs. In a minute, I'll tell you about the few others that wrote it, but most of Proverbs was written by Solomon. What do we know about Solomon? We know that Solomon was David's son, right? We know that he was the next king of Israel. We also know, remember how the Lord, in a vision to him, said, What do you want? What should I give you? And what did Solomon say? Lord, these are your people. I'm young. I'm not quite sure. I don't know how to go in and come out. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. The Bible says that Solomon was the wisest man. Probably under Jesus Christ, Solomon's the wisest man that ever lived. And he got pretty dumb at the end of his life because I think it went to his head and he didn't follow the Lord like he should, but he was a wise man. And it says here, it says when you see the author, we see he compiled them. Some were his, some were others. But if you were to look in 1 Kings chapter number 4, verse 32, the Bible tells us that he wrote, Solomon himself, over 3,000 Proverbs. And not all of them are listed here in the book of Proverbs. But there's over 3,000 that he wrote. And so what is the, So we see that Solomon's the main author. Now, number three, what is the perf- purpose of Proverbs? Well, right away as you open up the book right here, it gives you an explanation of everything before your eyes. Look at verse number two. It says, so this is, this is the purpose of Proverbs. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. Look at verse number three, it says, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning, and a man of understanding shall obtain unto wise counsels. You see right there from verse two through verse number five what the purpose of the book of Proverbs is all about. And so... We see Solomon is the main author. There's a few others, and we'll talk about them in a minute. We see the purpose to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, we, to receive instruction, all to give subtlety to the simple. We see all of that. And what could you say is the theme of Proverbs? Look at verse number seven. Amazing how this all just goes verse after verse, and this goes along in chapter number one. Verse seven says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's the theme right there. Fear of the Lord, that's where it all begins. We see now who is the recipient of Proverbs. Who was this written to? Well, if you look with me, look at um, verse number 8. The Bible says, my son. Go down to verse number 10. My son. Go down to verse number 15. My son. Look at chapter number 2, verse number 1. My son. Chapter 3, verse number 1. My son. 23 times my son is used in the book of Proverbs. Solomon is writing this to his son. Solomon is writing this to Rehoboam, the next king. And he was teaching his son godly principles and wisdom for his life. And parents, let me remind you of something today. It's not the church's job. It's not the Christian school's job or the public school's job to teach your, ki- your children the ways of the Lord. It all starts at home. Solomon was trying to teach his son some wisdom, and that's why he wrote the book of Proverbs. And we as parents need to take responsibility in our job and teach our children the things of God. 
Teach them knowledge. Teach them wisdom. That's what it's all about. You, you wonder why God gives you kids from the time they're newborn till 18. Well, you can teach them how to live in this world. The problem we have today is a lot of parents are not teaching their children anything. We let the daycares do it. We let the church do it. And the church is in a bad spot to do it. But the church doesn't replace home. Long before God ever established the church, he established the home. He did. It's a fact. And we need to be training our children. And this is what needs to happen. I, I'm one of the Bible colleges that some college kids go to and things. I, a few years ago, I remember the pastor was talking about the fact that the kids that are coming to Bible college, they're not ready for it anymore. They're not ready for life. I think we could say that in general. Not always, not always the case. Some kids are okay. I know you're almost 18 in here and you're graduating high school. If schools get back in, you might not graduate if schools don't get back in. <laughs> Think about that. You never know. And uh, we aren't equipping our kids like we should. And parents, take the time to teach them right. Teach them the principles of God. Teach them, give them knowledge. And then teach them how to take that knowledge and apply it to life. So powerful, so important. One of the things, remember last week we had the Tices with us, ministry to the fatherless, and he talked about all the different problems in families where there are no dads in the home, and he went through that list of all those things. The big problem is dads, moms, they're supposed to be helping teach the kids, give them knowledge, and teach them how to take that knowledge and apply it to life. And what we're doing today is, and you got to understand something, our future is all these kids sitting in this room. It is. Someday, they're going to be grandparents in the room. And we'll all be gone. They'll be, they'll be the old ones. Are we training them to carry on with the things of God? That's what Solomon was trying to do with his son. Did Rehoboam really follow it very well? Not really. He ended up losing a lot of the kingdom. They listened to the advice of his young friends instead of the older men. And so we see the recipient was Rehoboam. Now, you see number six, we see the progression of Proverbs. You see right away, look at verse number eight. And so it's just, as you look, chapter number one just lays everything out so well for us. We see what the, who the author is, we see the purpose, we see the theme, we see the recipient, we see all these things take place. And so we see the progression. Look with me at verse number eight. The Bible says in verse number eight, it says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. You see where it begins, the progression at home. That's where it all begins, right there at home. God's first and primary unit of society is the home. A child should see God in his father and in his mother. Wisdom starts at home. We teach, we train, teach, raise up. Starts at home. Then it goes from the home. Look at the next thing down. Go to verse number 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. It goes from the home the friendships and it talks about how and if they say come with us let's lay away for blood let's wait to do something bad no 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 don't do those things be very careful verse 15 tells them walk not thou in the way with them reframe thy foot from their path don't follow their way we see a progression we see the home we see friendships and then we see the world look at verse 20 and 21 it says wisdom cries without she utters her voice in the streets in the chief place of concourse and openings of the gates in the city she utters her words the ones was a child that was listening to mom and dad become the world of business and commerce later down the line and it's inevitable that they will find himself in the world and its everyday activities and what the book says here is they need to choose wisdom wisdom chapter number four chapter three talks about how wisdom's a principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy gain get understanding 
we were to go through the book of Proverbs and we were to outline the book of Proverbs, number six, the outline of Proverbs. You could outline it this way. From chapter one to chapter number nine, you see a father's wisdom to his son. You see Solomon giving wisdom to his son. He talks about lots of things. He talks about the things that God hates in chapter number six. He talks about, hey, go to the ant. Look at how the ant works and how he does the things that he does. And he talks about in chapter number seven, hey, be careful for that harlot out there. Don't let a woman get your heart that shouldn't have your heart. Wisdom is an important thing. Chapter eight talks all about wisdom. And wisdom, you can see, and if you take chapter eight and you take what wisdom is, you look at the principles of the Bible and see who God is, you see very quickly that God and wisdom are just like one another. And that wisdom comes from God. Just like we talk about love is of God, wisdom's of God as well. And so we see letter A, we see a father's wisdom to his son. Letter B, we see a king's wisdom to the world. Um, go back for a second. I want to give you a few, a few things under A. I kind of skipped that there. But a father's wisdom to his son. You see there's 10 speeches from a father to a son. And then we see that wisdom leads to fearing God, leads to living right, leads to successful things. We see folly and we see evil. It leads to selfishness. Pride leads to ruin and shame. And we see a dad teaching his kid this. Letter B, we see a king's wisdom to the world from chapter 10 to chapter number 29. Hundreds of ancient proverbs from Solomon and Hezekiah and others hit on many topics. Throughout chapter 10 through chapter 29, you see family mentioned. You see work mentioned. You see the importance of staying away from alcohol mentioned. That's found here in Proverbs. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. What is the opposite of wise? I heard stupid, foolish, foolish. We'll use a bio, foolish. We'll use a bio, stupid would be a Brian term. We'll use foolish because that would be more God's term. So the Bible says that if you drink, you are foolish. That's Bible, not me. Proverbs 20, verse 1. Don't get mad at me. And I'm glad our, our governor is going to help implement that and close all the bars down right now in nightclubs. And uh, <laughs> anyways, we'll keep on going there. Alcohol, it talks about debt, not owing people things. It talks about our speech. It talks about forgiveness. It talks about chastening. It talks about laziness. Those chapters talks about friends. It talks about parenting. It talks about marriage. It talks about finances. It talks about the priorities of life. And that's all the things that a king's wisdom to the world we see from chapter 10 to 29. And then you have Agar's, Agar's, Agar's wisdom, chapter 30. Now, all honesty, we don't even know for sure who this guy is. But chapter 30, there's some powerful things in there. The words of the Lord, not that I was going to Psalm, but the Bible says, go to chapter 30 for a second. I was going to quote it, but then I started quoting Psalm chapter 12, Proverbs 30. He's the son of Jacheth, so whoever Jacheth is. And uh, it says, look at verse number, every word of God is pure, verse number 5. He's a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. There's just so much. It's a great chapter. And then we see, letter D, we see a mother's wisdom to her son in chapter 31. Go to chapter 31. And you see the words of King Lamuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. And we see that, um, a, we see a virtuous woman is taught in Proverbs 31. It's an alphabet poem. In the 22 verses of this section, each line starts with a consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Book N, and when you look at all these things, the end of the book closes how she affected her family and how she, um, how she affected her 
community, how she affected her legacy, all of those things. And one of the reasons why the book of Proverbs has chapter 31, hey, young men in the room, you want to find a young lady like this in your life. You don't want the Proverbs chapter 7 woman in your life. You want the Proverbs 31 woman in your life. And look at verse number 10 of Proverbs 31. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? And we look at and we just think about the fact in this world's eyes, it's all about beauty, all about the wrong things. Proverbs 31 outlines what a young lady should be like. And mothers, we should be teaching our young ladies to be this way. And we should be, and young men, this should be the type of girl you're looking for. And I am glad in my life that I found my virtuous woman. And I could not do what I do today or do what God allows me to do without the woman he brought into my life. And I'm glad that her parents raised her the way they did. And I'm glad that if we were to go through all those verses, she lines up with it. I'm also very thankful that a lot of you ladies sitting in here tonight, you're that same type of lady too. And thank you for being that way. And continue to be an example to your daughters, those things. And young ladies, there's a lot of good ladies sitting in this room. You can look at it, admire them, and grow to be like in these areas. And so we see these things. It's interesting. The book opens up with words of a father to a son about listening to um, about listening to his mom, and then it closes with a mom to her son about the woman who lives wisely. Wisdom filled, and so important as we look at all of this. And then we see, they give you a little application. We're basically done. Application is this: read it, spend time in the book of Proverbs, read wisdom, have a proverb a day. Maybe you've never heard of that, or maybe you did it in the past. Start it up again. Tomorrow is going to be, um, what's tomorrow's date? The 16th, Monday the 16th, <laughs> Monday the 16th. And if they make it so you're stuck in your house more often, you've got plenty of time to read your Bible, right? The thing is, if they're going to make us stuck in our house, they've got to bring sports back. I don't know what I can do much longer. These Hallmark movies are killing me with my wife. I've got to get past those Hallmark movies. And uh, we need to read wisdom. Number two, we need to seek wisdom. We need to ask God for wisdom. And he will give it to us. A lot of times we have not. Why? Because we simply ask not. Seek wisdom. And then we need to apply wisdom. Live truths in this book. Your life will be much better. And though these are not promises, they are good principles to live by. And I would rather live these principles and see what happens with my kids. And do it myself and see where things lead to. There's a difference between a fool and a wise person. A wise man increases in learning but fools don't want anyone telling them how to do anything to better his life fools despise wisdom and instruction but a wise person keeps learning and keeps growing in it. the book of proverbs such a great book and so important that we make it a part of our lives and young people you in the room as well you know if you can read a hardy boys book william you could read proverbs every day and you're not going to understand it all i remember being a seven-year-old boy reading through you know some of the words in chapters, she's loud and stubborn. What in the world does that mean? Oh, and there's in so many other places, so many little things. One verse says, answer not a fool according to his folly. Then it says, answer a fool according to his folly. Well, what am I supposed to do? But for a little bit of time, I was able to figure it out. And so, the book of Proverbs is a great book, and all of us need wisdom. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll be done this evening.